Hi, everybody. Welcome to Freshwater Perspectives. Today, I'll be talking about the history of the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Hi, Matt. Hey, Riley. How's it going, man? I'm doing good. So for everybody, we usually do a banter. Uh, I told Matt we should have a very short banter today because my um, non-scientific <laughs> podcast today will be a little bit on the longer side. So um, I thought we could jump right into it. But dude, how's your how's the week going? Give me a synopsis. What's up? Uh, it's going good. Rachel and I have a bunch of little projects going on. So mm. because this is an audio component, people won't know. But I'm sitting on a giant Yeti cooler right now because mm. Rachel is staining. She's resurfacing our entire uh, dining set right now. I usually sit on one of our uh, kitchen chairs. So that mm -hmm. those are all being restained right now. They look fantastic. Nice. So very happy with how those came out. Uh, mm -hmm. How about you? Mm -hmm. um, you know, a new person at my work. So training okay great person don't get me wrong but i mean mm -hmm. first time like intensively training somebody so mm -hmm. um it's busy if you're effectively doing two jobs and that's fine okay um, yeah i'm just really hoping i think after this like little hump my organization not saying my organization's bad but just a staffing hump to get a new person on i think will be uh -oh. really like roaring you know what i'm saying yeah no i hear you yeah i'm pretty excited so good um yeah just you know okay being in charge <laughs> uh, man uh, but yeah so other than that man should we jump into it yeah i'll let you jump into it man go for it okay okay so today i'll be talking about the loch ness monster uh is it real i don't know um <laughs> matt i'm guessing you've heard of the loch ness monster that's usually how we start these things i have believe it or not I, it's come up once or twice nessie mm -hmm. <laughs> well let's course. just say this do you think it's real or not real I mean, I'm gonna. I want. I want it to be real. How about that? <laughs> I want it to be real. That's perfect. Same Z's. Um, so I hope I don't ruin anybody's hopes and dreams today. But we'll talk about um, the history of the Loch Ness monster and the history of Loch Ness. So, okay. uh, the freshwater. It's a freshwater Loch Ness is a place of legend. It's 23 miles long, and at its wow. deepest, five seven hundred and fifty-five feet deep. Hmm. Greater, it contains this loch, lake for everybody. Um, in some areas, lakes are known as locks. So there you go. Um, it cr cr contains greater water volume than all of the other lakes in England combined. Wow. So Didn't know that. Huge system. Wow. Right? Yeah. And um, so not very populated for a 20, you know, 23 mile long lake. It contains nine picturesque villages. And the Yurahark Castle. Oh. And what we'll be talking about today is that some believe within the deep layers of the lake lies what has been fondly termed as the Loch Ness Monster. And we're going to be talking about folklore all day. Okay? Love it. Mm -hmm. So I did a couple sciencey podcasts, quote unquote. This one is just straight up hearsay and sightings and just fun you know Jeez. i like it i like it just cleanse the palate okay mm -hmm. let our hair <laughs> down a little bit there you go um we let our hair down a little too much a couple podcasts there was like five <laughs> that i did that was just silly <laughs> um and now we're going back to silly a little bit so for those who want um for those who want references to things Please note that this this podcast largely came from Wikipedia, and I'm not sorry about it, okay? Because it is the <laughs> definitive um, source, okay? Why do all the legwork for this free podcast if somebody else has already done it? That's right. Um, <laughs> if you guys start paying, we'll we'll get better sources. How about that? It's uh, I I looked, so that's the thing. I looked at other sources, and it I don't. This one was just like it's it laid out and was chronological, and I was like, mm -hmm. hot diggity dog, like. Sometimes too. Sometimes Wikipedia. Wikipedia has. Sometimes Wikipedia has sources at the bottom it links to. Other times it oh, doesn't. No, it had but... so many sources. It was very well documented, and it was like, um, 
I think it's just one of those like niche things on Wikipedia where so many people are interested that it was like, this <laughs> needs to be correct. And it was, yeah. <sighs> okay, but let's begin. So the Loch Ness Monster, otherwise known as Nessie, is a creature, we'll call it a creature, photographed in 1933, displaying a large body, long neck, and an aquatic dinosaur-looking appearance, I guess is the best way to describe mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. um, so one of, there's a lot of famous photos when it comes to this, but one of the, the most famous photo, the 1933 photo, was taken by a Mr. George Spicer, subsequently published in The Courier in 1993. Uh, names such as sea serpent, monster fish were all used as placeholders until somebody within the <laughs> journal was like, Loch Ness Monster, and people mm -hmm. were like, that one. Sea serpent. Psh. But fun fact, Matt, of many fun facts that we talk about, uh, reports of the Loch Ness Monster was made well before 1933, and this famous photo was taken. Really? Uh, even as early as 565. What? St. Columbia, an Irish monk, reported um, he was present when a man was swimming the River Ness. So it's like a river system going mm -hmm. into Loch Ness. Okay. Gotcha. Um, this man swimming was attacked by a great beast in the water. Um, saint columbia and others i guess potentially at this time he wasn't a saint if you canonized yeah. right yeah <laughs> so um misnomer on my part my writing um my catholic i just need to look at i'm sorry like <laughs> i should know this one the catechism thrown at me um saint columbia columbia was on the he was boardish boat others came to follow this man that was um being attacked to rescue the man uh what came to be passed was that the they thought a beast was attacking the man and so like went in for one attack and then the beast like went away but then turned around think of like a you know lord of the rings movie where it's like you know there's there's dips you know and peaks <laughs> and valleys so there's an attack and then like a kind of hold off and then coming in for the other attack and then saint columbia got in there and he said go no further do not touch this man go back at once Ooh. with the sign of the cross the beast stopped in its tracks, in its fins, and returned under the water. Okay. Considered one of the miracles needed for by some. I don't know if this is actually by like the Catholic Church. He was he was a saint for different reasons, but some consider this as one of the miracles. Like this. Oh, is, okay. Wow. Yep. I mean, it's documented. You can't mm -hmm. can't refute that. So not in Loch Ness, in the river, but some believers. Nessie believers think that this provides evidence that the, the monster has been present or some, you know, the, the, the lineage of the monster has been in present in the lock oh, since the lineage. 580. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. is growing in there. Uh -oh. um, so the area is not without, um, what do you want to call it? Without other lore though too. So let's point this out. Okay. Uh, folklore around the area includes kelpies which are water spirits present Ooh. in the highlands so we're talking about the highland region okay um kelpies can be horse-like creatures that can turn into humans the horse version of the kelpie has a neck and a mane of a horse web feet and a whale tail okay okay this is similar to the hippocamp yeah found, Greek mythology. found in pompeii yeah, yeah. okay so okay. this this water horse spirit whale tail thing I'm thinking it's like mermaid, but whale or horse. You know what I'm saying? Merhorse, if you will. Yeah, merse. But so that, okay, so we're we're 500 something, 80. But now now we're gonna zoom forward to 1871. Okay. Modern, quote unquote, history. <laughs> modern. Uh, next we have this is D. McKenzie sighting of 1871. Saw a log or a boat-like ob object wiggling in the water before disappearing at a quick rate of speed. The report did not get published until after George Spicer's claim in 1933. So this George Spicer photo submission, that's what really spurred this up. And then people started looking further into it. Hmm. Um, another individual, Alexander McDonald, also reported a stubby legged animal coming to the surface of Loch Ness and came 50 yards on shore. Uh, McDonald said it looked like a salamander. Hmm. So we got a Kelpie, we got a salamander long body animal what the heck's going on yeah something's in there it's, it seems like yeah 
And so more more reports though. Aldi McMay reported a sighting of a monster in the same year of 1871. Oh, excuse me. In um, so 1871. Now we're going to 1933. Uh, another individual. So there's George Spicer, but right before George Spicer was this individual named Aldi McMay, McKay. Excuse me, Aldi McKay, uh, reporting of a monster in the same year. Maybe it kicked off George Spicer's brain. I don't know, but um, this report was given to the newspaper, the Ivernus Courier. Um, McKay was a water bailiff akin to a game warden. Oh, interesting. You know, a bailiff, a water bailiff. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, reported a large whale-like creature rolling on the surface. And the, here's a clip from this original port in the Courier. Uh, the creature disported itself, rolling and plunging for fully a minute, its body resembling that of a whale and the water cascading and churning like a simmering cauldron. Soon, oh. however, it disappeared in a boiling mass of foam. Both onlookers confessed that there was some something uncanny about the whole thing, for they realized that there was no ordinary denzen of the depths. That's an interesting word. There was no... Realize here that there's no ordinary denzen of the depths because apart from its enormous size, the beast, in taking the final plunge, sent out waves big enough to have been caused by a passing steamer. So waves so big that it was made by a boat. So it's hmm. a huge animal, they're saying. Yeah. Hmm. Beautiful, beautiful verbiage there. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Huh. Really, in 1933, though, this is where, like, modern, you know, Loch Ness culture is coming um to full 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 view um and really this this publication fueled like this popular culture um george spicer and his wife so this is like the report they're driving along um loch ness in july 22nd of 1933 when they encountered a beast crossing the road in front of them the animal was described as being about four feet in height 25 feet long with a narrow neck like an elephant um an elephant's trunk that was 12 feet in length so we got four feet high 25 feet long with a neck 12 feet in length okay so just a just a long short thing yeah <laughs> tiny little thing unlike, yep unlike some reports to have you know to have come to pass this report that the animal was limbless and scooted in the lake scoot scoot hmm. <laughs> um the dinosaur so dinosaur looking monster is what they thought it was um, and it was thought to have an animal in its mouth, so and it still like move rapidly. So some kind of like yeah, something in its mouth. Some kind of giant sea and, snake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Huh. Published in 1933, August 4th, so pretty quickly after the sighting, triggered a massive public interest in going to Loch Ness. Hmm. <laughs> this is a minor detail. 25 feet long with like a what is it, like a 12 foot long neck but no limbs if it has no limbs how do you know how long its neck is <laughs> yeah, like, that's just like a weird a weird detail a, in that yeah, story like, yeah where's the trunk begin and yeah i don't know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so this was that was again george spicer there's another famous reporting that we'll talk about too but that was a big one okay kind of spurred it on Mm -hmm. Uh, george spice's report came in a mass of similar reports of the newly coined loch ness monster um, subsequently followed Uh, it should be noted that this uptick in reporting also occurred the same year that the road there was a road constructed around the loch Uh, bringing tourists uh, into the sparsely populated area interesting also just to clarify that 1933 spicer picture that's like the picture when you search loch ness monster no. correct? Okay. oh no um oh no actually so that's not the photo okay um, so arguably one of the most famous photos to be taken the loch ness monster that's called the surgeon's photo oh and we'll get to that one okay 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 and i just the, wanted to clarify um, yeah the um controversy about that photo okay mm. so this was this was a report to my my own reporting this report did not have a, a photo oh okay like i'm a, sorry i thought i, a I thought i heard a photo. okay i'm crazy then okay mm-hmm. okay so lots lots of more photo or uh reports came after this we're gonna have just a a quick summary of the more substantial reports 
and I say quick, but there's still a good like page worth about it. So um, oh. hopefully people find this interesting. So many reports. Okay, so 1933, we got Hugh Gray took the first photo of the Loch Ness monster, not the one that we're talking about though, um, in 1933. Uh, quite blurry, so that's why it really doesn't get talked about much. Could have been a dog um, in the lock with a stick or an otter or a swan. The original photo was lost, so nobody really talks about it too much. Um, Such a high-quality photo. Could have been any one of those very different animals. So blurry. <laughs> Arthur Grant, 1934, is said to have almost hit the monster while riding a motorcycle on the road at 1 a.m. Also, it was out of the lake at that point. Mm -hmm. Another out-of-the-laker. Okay. Long neck creature made its way back to the lake. Uh, a sketch was produced, examined by local zoologists, and thought it was an otter. <laughs> <laughs> the great otter sketch. I just, I love that. Someone's like, ah, this monster, I almost hit it. And they just got, ah, that's, mm -hmm. that's an otter, dude. It's clearly an otter. A notable constable in 1938 of the Ivernus Shire. We're in Shires now. Mm -hmm. I was waiting uh, for it. <laughs> <laughs> he believed without a doubt that the monster is real. Part of his career included deterring hunting parties away who came to the lock to catch the monster dead or alive. So he was just dealing with all the riprap around the lock. <laughs> but he, in, in that time, what's notable is that he... Um, you know, throughout his life, was like this. This month, this is real. Okay, it's real, but I'm also going to protect that thing. So I guess so, a savior in its own right. Were there any reported deaths other than that? Maybe attack in 562. Hmm. There is a story coming up of a dead animal. That's <laughs> okay. all I'll say. <laughs> so it, it doesn't seem to pose a threat, despite everyone wanting to kill no, it. No, no, no threat. Okay. Very harmless. A lot of just people looking. <laughs> just your just your usual harmless sea monster. Yep. In 1954, the boat Rival Three reported sonar readings. So we got people doing sonar now. Oh. Um, of a large object pacing around the boat at 479 feet deep. It followed the boat for. 2600 feet before going out of contact so just staying low but still following hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like if you're over a football field and a half away can that be following <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> maybe it's just doing its own thing you know it's <laughs> a fantastic point riley that's what i'm saying <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Maybe they're just in the same area, going the same direction. Do you ever do that where like you follow somebody like down the sidewalk, and then you're like, they're gonna think I'm a freak. They're gonna think I'm a freak. You know what I'm saying? I think it's worse in your car when you're following somebody in your car. And you're like, oh, they definitely think I'm like following them home. Yeah, I think it's worse in your car. But yes, I know exactly oh, what you're man. talking about. No, when I'm when I'm like even when I'm in the like <laughs> like we're beginning the same portion of like in a grocery store. And like by like aisle two, I'm like, oh my god, I need to turn around. And then I'm like, I'll make a maneuver or something or go around them because I'm like, Jesus, this is getting too much. Uh, anyways, tangent. Peter McNabb of 1955 took a photo at Yurahark Castle of an animal with two large humps coming out of the water. Some people think this is photos of just waves. Others think it was a hoax. The original photo was published in 1957, and a request for negatives um, came in a book that occurred in 1976. Mm -hmm. uh, the original negatives provided by McNabb was um, so that they looked at the negatives mm -hmm. and then looked at that original photo that was published, and mm -hmm. uh, the original photo was missing a tree. <laughs> that was in the, the negatives. Um, People expected that photo, you know, expected of doctoring by McNabb. Yeah, so, okay. Another so. photo that people have, uh, that's why it's here. It's not the main photo because people are like, eh, I think I think this one was doctored a little bit. Okay. <laughs> we got a couple more, Matt. Oh, Tim Dinsdale. <laughs> so many. There's so, so many. many. Uh, now, he got into filming and actually filmed a hump in the water crossing Loch Ness on his final day of searching. Interesting final day. Yeah, just happened to be his last day. 
keyword. Uh, he took 40 feet of film showing this hump across the water. Unfortunately, people thought this film was doctored as well because when in con when the contrast was increased on the film, uh, a man in the boat could be seen <laughs> with a hump crossing the water. <laughs> At least this is what people think. Um, oh, no. In a 1933, 1993 documentary um, that relooked at the Dinsday film, um, yeah, there was unexplainable shadowing on the originals. Uh, unsure that people thought it was a fake. So, Oh, dear. People are just doctoring them. People, people are just bored. Throwing stuff with a boat and stuff. Okay, Why, now, though? here you go. Here's a, here's the dead animal, Matt. Okay. So, zoologist from Yorkshire's Flamingo Park Zoo in 1972 uh, found a large body of a dead animal in the water of Loch Ness. Uh, the unidentified animal was 16 to 18 feet in length and 1.5 tons. Oh. So, they seized the carcass and upon examination... They found, and and further research or like into it, you know, mm -hmm. into what's going on. Uh, they found that <laughs> a worker at the zoo shaved and disfigured an elephant seal that had recently died and dumped it into the Loch Ness to prank his colleagues. <laughs> How does one dump a two-ton elephant seal into the lake? I don't know. And you think people would probably just crap their pants when they found that carcass. They're like, this oh, yeah. is it. <laughs> so I still see it as a fun prank, and I'm happy that they did that. That is a hilarious prank. I also just feel like that was so much work to actually – was it worth it? It was probably worth it, to be fair, though. It probably got so much attention. People were <laughs> absolutely <laughs> losing their minds, actually. You know what? I'm actually on this guy's side now. <laughs> I'm walking myself through like, it. If, if the thing died of natural causes anyways. Yes. You know what? Some funds. That's fair. I guess maybe asterisk. Be like, how much disfigurement did you do? That only That's the only uneasy yeah, part. That's yeah. a good point. But... Um, I mean, when you have an I mean, elephant seal carcass, you got to use it. You know? He had like, to do a substantial amount for a zoologist to not be able to identify it. That was yeah, actually like, working at that zoo to not be able like, to identify it as an elephant seal. Immediately say that's that's a seal. So, yeah, yeah it definitely did something. Um, all right. Next person, Anthony Shields of 1997, took a actually relatively clear photo of the monster while camping. Side note. Uh, Shields is also a magician and psychic who claimed to summon the Loch Ness monster out of the water. <laughs> so think about this: be like, "Oh, I have this photo. Look at this," and be like, and people are like, "Oh, that's actually yeah." And then he's like, "I summoned it out of the water with my psychic abilities." I and beckoned like, oh, it hither. Um, <laughs> he described the monster as an elephant, like squid, showing that the neck. Um, so was it the neck of a like a trunk, or was it like the squid's arm? The, you know, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, an uh, elephant squid. You lost me there. Mm -hmm. uh, because of the people think this is a hoax. Yeah. Long story short, because I'd, of the staged yeah. look. So whatever you took a photo of, and I do have a yeah. Um, it it and lack of ripples ripples in the water. It looked pretty gosh darn staged. Um, yeah. What was that guy's name? Yeah, I'm gonna I'll, Google it. Yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll share my screen. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> Can you see it? No, you got to share your screen, dude. There it is. <laughs> oh, that actually does look pretty good. See, yeah. but there's, I guess, yeah, it's, it, I think it's fun because it looks like it's smiling. It does. It also 100% <laughs> just looks like you took a toy dinosaur and just, like, zoomed in really hard on it. Yep, and yeah, there's no... Like, where is its body? And then, like, yeah. there's no ripples around it. And, uh, <laughs> it yeah, it does like look like smiling. it has some crazy dentures. Yeah, it's too, got some so. pearly whites. <laughs> uh, it's kind of my favorite one. Um, but anyways. Okay, so um, this is more of an aside, but still created a tremendous amount of reports about seat. In 2004, a documentary film uh, created a robot plesiosaur. That they put in the lock and, <laughs> and they got 600 sightings. People called in about of they did. the lock. Yeah, monster. of course they did. What were they expecting? Of course they did. Uh, robot plesiosaur. Yeah, mm. absolutely. 
Okay, last one before we get to like the more substantial ones. Uh, in 2011, an individual named George Edwards took a photo of the monster. He claimed to have been searching for the monster 60 hours per week for 26 years on the boat named the Nessie Hunter. Four. <laughs> well, one through three. Nessie actually destroyed one through three, so he was getting his revenge to try to find her. Yeah, or That's he just went to the, the boat naming like in Ireland and be like, all right, Nessie Hunter yeah. one, Nessie Hunter two. <laughs> it's like when you're trying to make a, a Gmail. Yeah. And you're like, like your your name and it's like, oh, it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. my name one, my name two. <laughs> uh, he described the monster as looking like a manatee. Uh, Edwards participated in former documentaries such as Natural Geographic Channel documentary. Um, other researchers discount Edwards' finding as it's unclear about the actual location of the photo and the weather conditions that that day. They don't match the photo as well. So, like, hmm. I don't remember what I wrote that wrote down it was a little bit when I wrote this, but like, you know, like, oh, the it's a cloudy photo, but it said on the weather report it's sunny. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, hmm. Unfortunately, Edwards admitted that his photo was a hoax. What? I don't but, believe it. But, 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 in Edwards' credit, that one was a hoax, but the other ones that he took as far back as 1986 were super genuine. He's like, that one was a hoax. Oh, okay. These other ones that I took, dude, they're fine. <laughs> like, yeah. I love it. <laughs> and just, you. Edwards did have access to a fiberglass replica that the National Geographic documentary used, and Edwards is a part of. So he did have access to a replica. Yeah, but Riley, the... he already, he already said so. He admitted to the one being fake, but he said the other ones were genuine. I don't know why you're harping on this. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I mean the guy. It he seems he didn't legit, have the replica dude. in you know as far back as '86. Yeah, sixty hours for twenty six <laughs> years, Matt, a week. Yeah, I mean, he's bound to find it sooner or later. I don't. You, you sound kind of skeptical of the poor guy. Yeah, okay. So let's talk about arguably the most iconic blurry photo um, ever taken. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's between that and the Sasquatch one. Those are two iconically say, blurry photos. Sasquatch is probably the next one. Yeah. And this is what's fondly known as the surgeon's photograph of 1934. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still, 1934? I thought it was way, like, less old than that. So this was a wow. photo of the head and neck. Here, maybe I should take, um, I'll share with you this. Screen. Yeah, I remember it, but I also, I'm probably, let's see, I could refresh my memory here. So the surgeon's photograph, this is what it looks like. Yep. It's probably in the way to just share a thing. But... I, I can see it, you're good. I can see it. Yep, that's it. There she is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what is this surgeon's photograph? And I think the photo doesn't do it justice because it's taken really far away. So like this is yeah. this is actually quite big, a big photo. Um, for those who are listening, this is hard when we talk about photos and stuff, but it's the one where it's a dark shape in the water and it's just like a, a slight one hump and then the long neck protruding out. Um, this is what's known as the surgeon photograph. Uh, so some, a little bit of background behind the, the iconic blurry photo. Uh, taken by a London gynecologist named Robert Wilson, published in the Daily Mail in 1934, Wilson refused to have his name with the photo, given the name the surgeon's photograph. Hmm. Okay. Wilson okay. saw the monster and snapped a few photos, um, which two only came out clearly clearly you have to say <laughs> one shows the head and the neck and the other shows it diving um the first is still blurry but it became iconic people are like this is it and one of the best pieces of evidence lasting for almost 60 years okay mm -hmm. uh, most have seen the crop float of the birdie monster but uncropped it shows that you know the locks um, it was far away. So it was like a close-up photo, what you like normally see. And yeah, mm -hmm. the the like the the waves and the far shoreline, shoreline, like when people looked at this photo and like scaled it, mm -hmm. it's actually, yeah, it fits the scale. Like it's like, oh, huh. that's, you think it was this how many feet? And they're like, yeah, could be based on the scale. 
there may be some evidence of tampering on the original negative, though. Um, a white object is visible in the photo, possibly a boat towing the structure out. Possibly. <laughs> um, but, so this is interesting. So researchers looking at this photo, they saw the white blemish, and when they did the scale, scaling it out, the blemish was only like two, three feet in length. So hmm. not a boat this time. Just could be like a little blemish, okay? Hmm. Negatives, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Photography was weird back then. So after 1994, it is thought that the surgeon's photograph was a hoax. Why, do you ask? Why is it a hoax? No. Yeah, why? Uh, so the monster in the photograph taken is thought to be a toy submarine made by an individual named Christian Sperling. He is the son-in-law of Marmaduke Weatherthrill. Weatherill. Uh, this huh. who, who's Marmaduke? Who the I heck thought is Marmaduke, Marmaduke was the Great Dane in that uh in that that comic strip. He is the man who falsely claimed that he found Nessie footprints. Oh, <laughs> so interesting. Huh. Um, <laughs> he worked for the newspaper called the Daily Mail. You might have heard of it. I think it's morphed huh. into something now. The Daily Mail. I don't no, know I think I think the Daily Mail is still a thing. No, but I think it was like more like tabloidy or maybe. I mean, it's, it's a newspaper. I mean, it's yeah. About, yeah. So um, he worked for the Daily Mail, falsely made Nessie footprints, and uh, people at the Daily Mail really railed on him, ridiculed him. <laughs> As they and, should. Yeah, so thought that uh, Marmaduke, uh, in trying to get revenge on his co-workers at the Daily Mail, uh, worked with his co-conspirators to buy a toy submarine from Woolworths. At one point, Matt, you could buy toy submarines at a place akin to Sears, okay? Yeah, okay. <laughs> like they large toy submarines, it sounds like. Yep, constructed Nessie's head out of wood puppy putty, uh, brought their submarine to Loch Ness. They staged the surgeon's photos. Uh, while doing it, they heard that the water bailiff was coming, and they sunk the submarine. Um Yet to be found in Loch Ness, though. That's what's interesting. Oh. So no one's found the submarine. Well, it uh, is a huge lake, to be fair. It's a huge lake, right? So the stage photos were given to the gynecologist, Wilson, who liked, quote-unquote, practical jokes. <laughs> That's how he came into this. <laughs> this, um, is, this is such a terrible alibi. <laughs> he likes practical jokes, but then subsequently sold, keyword, sold the photos to the Daily Mail. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah, and the second photo, you don't see it, the one diving away. It's so blurry that they 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 were ultimately, that one was dismissed by Nessie Hunters. So, likely just... what you saw was a submarine. <laughs> like I said, just terrible alibis. You got the guy, in, the one guy involved works at the Daily Mail, already tried to yep. submit photos. He got... The other guy who just like he just likes practical jokes, you know, just a yeah, normal dude. That's my favorite. <laughs> and um, so this didn't uh, well. So that was like 1994. We're jumping back around though, but um, within the time of Loch Ness and Nessie, um, there have been search parties. So this this sighting is, you know, a lot of search parties went on. Mm -hmm. A number of them. Um, so sp individual spectators have looked for the the. Um, the monster, but people are like, we need a formal expedition to yes, make sure, we need it. Um, to, you know, <laughs> to quell the Nessie Quays. We need uh, it. The first expedition occurred in 1934, so quite quickly, an uh, mm -hmm. uh, expedition was uh, assembled from that 1933 sighting, commissioned by Edward Mountain. He paid 20 men to look at the lake with binoculars for five weeks straight from 9 to 6 p.m., the crew took 21 photos, but zoologists considered them to be gray seals or other objects. Um, I think by proximity to where this is in the river system, I think there was some like seals in the area too. It's a very mm. interesting system, apparently. So oh. um, uh, the Loch Ness Phenomena Investigation Bureau, or the LNIB, operated for 10 years in the 60s after receiving a $20,000 grant from the World Book Encyclopedia. No way. <laughs> yeah. They had an annual subscription service, and members um, grew to over 1,000. Um, 
which makes me sad because if that can get a thousand people, I feel like this podcast there should be at least a thousand for, people. <laughs> for half a second in my brain, I was like, a thousand isn't really that many people, and I was like, you know what? If a thousand people watch listen to this podcast, I'd be overjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> and they even funded a caravan campground with a viewing platform. Oh. They were organized. Okay. Okay. So that twenty. I, so the 20,000 still did quite a bit of good. Yeah. Um, here we go. So a more formal individual named Robert Rines from the Academy of Applied Sciences led a sonar search in Loch Ness in 1972, 75, 2001, and 2008. Okay. Wow. Much more recent than I would have thought. Even included researchers from MIT. Why? Why? <laughs> to look for this Nessie. So much manpower being wasted. I know. 1972, the search identified an animal causing a 10-foot disturbance with a highly flexible tail. Unknown what they recorded, but it could be two animals swimming in unison or a big old something. Okay. <laughs> um, one naturalist, Peter Scott, in the 1975 expedition, um, tried to provide Loch Ness with a scientific name on basis of the photographs taken over... Um, the years oh gosh Necess <laughs> necessaris rhombopteryx okay greek for ness inhabitant with diamond shaped fins <laughs> okay i like it kudos for but doing a little bit of homework Peter scott there. i believe there was a number of reports saying it was limbless so i don't know yeah it doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> and why did he do this, some might ask. Uh, for fun? No. This is for science. If the Loch Ness Monster had a classification, and it was given this, a classification under as protected wildlife, um, it could be you know more funding, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it didn't go through. Of course it did. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> of course it didn't. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't care if Good. you have someone from MIT on your boat. <laughs> Good. <laughs> the remaining expedition photographed two objects um, at 30 feet in depth. Some interpret as two plesiosaur-like animals, which made some consider that there's more than just one Loch Ness monster. It could be I mean, more. There has to be. Otherwise, it's yeah. thousands of years old. Well... Haters are going to hate, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love for the scientific naming. There has to be some convention where it's like, oh, you need like a clear picture, maybe a tissue sample or like a live organism you can bring in. This guy goes, well, we do have a very grainy picture of it. Mm -hmm. Will that work? We have a laundry list of blurry photos. <laughs> um... <laughs> and co contradictory eyewitness accounts. Some of which say it's a squid elephant. Others say it is and limitless. one photo... That looks like it's smiling, which I like. <laughs> so we're going to go with that one. Uh, okay. Uh, Multiple folders we're taking. Um, <laughs> hard to tell objects. That's just the name of the game of Loch Ness Monsters. Okay. But so that final voyage, Robert Rines, he th theorized in 2008 that the monster may be dead. Shoot. Oh, um, we missed it. Oh, man. I witnessed it because... Eyewitnesses have not seen the monster in recent years. Oh, no. <laughs> and this is in combination with decline in sonar readings. Um, so that 2008 expedition was looking for evidence of death. He's like, these other ones, just got to find it. This one, we're trying to figure out where where is this dead animal, okay? Oh, it's just um, some believe that the Loch Ness Monster, wh why did it die? Global warming. I knew it. I was just, I was going to joke and say, oh, maybe climate change got to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then here we go. So this is probably one of the most scientific expeditions. And this happened in 2018. Why? Why are we having the scientific expeditions of... still? This one's, this one's, this is good. So um, the University of Otago, Copenhagen, Otago, I don't know. Mm. Uh so they looked at Loch Ness, tried to find it with eDNA. Okay. okay? For those okay. of you who don't know what eDNA is, like it's it. environmental DNA. Um, and that what this does is if you are looking in a 
you know, a, a water body, and you're like, ah, does this have invasive species, for example, right? Can we tell with environmental DNA, if we take a sample, um, you know, is there a presence or absence of bighead carp? Now, why mm -hmm. that is is because when a fish moves through the water, for example, it, it doesn't keep all of its cells like us too. Like dust is, you know, skin cells and nastiness, you know, so it's, um, eDNA, there's DNA in the water coming mm -hmm. off of fish or other animals. Uh, yeah, that it's just sloughing off its slime. And within there, you know, depending on a certain time afterwards, that DNA can sit there. And if you take a sample of water, effectively, you might be able to tell if something's in the water or not. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Uh, so I they did yep. the DNA. Which is interesting to me because I, in the, like the, where I worked at the USGS, like the first job, they did a lot of eDNA stuff. And I was like, a lot of their, their stuff was like trying to, on the front end, to make the test work, you have to have a sample of an animal. Yeah, well, so, yeah, I'm assuming they would just have some un, a bunch of unknown reads. Mm -hmm. I That's would exactly assume. what I was thinking. Yeah, so they're just like, all right, we have the sample, and there's like a huge chunk that is unclassified. Oh, uh, but um, well, okay. So why I bring this up? This is interesting because, um, ba -ba -ba, the study found no DNA of large body fish species. Oh. Like sturgeon or catfish, uh, seals and other large mammals were also not found. Hmm. So uh, one of the parts of the study, I'll take a step back here, was like, okay, if it's not Loch Ness, what's what the heck's in this water body that people mm -hmm. are looking at? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Is it are they seals? Are they looking at yeah. catfish? Like what the heck is it? Um, yep. so they, they couldn't anything large sturgeon. Um, what they did find was that the DNA from eels high number of eels in the hmm. the loch ness okay eels are long with a big neck yeah how <laughs> how big is the biggest <laughs> how big do freshwater eels get i'm gonna google there we go google it well they could get in extreme cases they can get up to seven feet and even more extreme cases up to nine feet there you go see so okay okay nine foot eel. long eel yeah big, you know, okay Photographed mid-jump. <laughs> mid-jump, as eels are known to do. <laughs> as they That's breach. what they're taking. Mm, okay, so we're, we're getting to the bottom of it. So, Matt, what is the Loch Ness Monster then? Okay, you non-believer. Um, theories theories run awry, but okay, what what is it? Um, <laughs> the lesser items that people think the Loch Ness Monster is. Um, trees. So such as Scott's pine. Um, so it could just be a tree floating that people are freaking seeing. And they're like, oh, that's a monster. Um, the other one is the ripple effect of, this is the limnology word, the Loch Ness siege. What the heck was that about me? I just heard something weird. Um, so waves. Oh, yeah. like the okay. Yeah, the internal siege. So it could be just waves. Mm -hmm. Seismic gas releases. Optical illusions off the water, reflections. People are seeing, looking at it, it's like a mirage, okay? Okay. Those are the lesser. Here are the most probable. Okay. Boats and boat wakes. A V-shaped boat occurring from traveling boats. Ooh, geez. V-shaped wake occurring from traveling boats. Um, struck up a number of reports that we didn't talk about. Ultimately dismissed. You know, it's just a boat going through the lake. You got a 23-mile-long lake. Yeah, if you mm -hmm. look at how far off in the distance, you're like, what? Good point. That could be something. <laughs> elephants is the next most probable. Why? Why is it elephants? We talk about this. So some have claimed that the surgeon's photograph, so we thought it was a submarine. Some have thought it was the, the top of an elephant swimming. Uh, these claims were made by California biologists in 1979. Um there was suggestion that a traveling circus might have been in the area that the time, like the photo, the photos were taken. Um, that the, and these the traveling circus allowed the elephants to take a bath in the lock, and that's when someone snapped a photo. <laughs> but wouldn't it? Wouldn't there be several elephants if it was a yeah. really big picture? If it was a wide so picture, they, exactly, exactly. But no, so some people all... thought it was elephants. Curveball right at the end. Um, oh, next one: dear. whales, catfish. Okay, have I have heard of, heard of those. Catfish? I have heard of those. They can get massive. 
Mm -hmm. So 13 feet long, up to 800 pounds. Mm -hmm. Pretty darn big. Um, (laughs) So what's interesting is an individual named Steve Feltham, he spent, he's in the Guinness World Book of Records for the individual spending the longest amount of time searching for the monster Loch Ness. That, get, that gets you a world record. Searched for. It had to have like forty years, forty-seven years, twenty-four years looking for that darn thing. <laughs> so long, so long. The guy probably had kids. And he he concludes that it's a Wells catfish. He's convinced. Okay. Um. So a little story about Feltham. He he left his house and his girlfriend in 1991. Spent three years care around the area for the beast. Ultimately, 24 years searching for the beast. I think it's a wife, life well spent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, next one, Greenland sharks. Shark Ooh. species, they can grow 20 feet in length be, and survive in freshwater ecosystems. Okay. The northern end of the lake does connect to a series of lakes that ultimately drains into the North Sea. So it's almost like a river system into the okay. North Sea. Perhaps a shark made its way into the lake via not unheard of like you know bull sharks can get pretty far up, up into freshwater systems so greenland sharks are known to survive 250 years everyone okay given credence to the you know the monster there was like a hundred years of solid sightings ish mm-hmm. 100 years ish could have been a greenland shark okay yeah i'll buy that i'll buy that one yep yep so likely, though, from that 2018 eDNA study, eels, large eels, long neck protrusion no, of Nessie could be that. Nah, it's, I know. it's old sharks. Uh, sea serpent sighting was reported in 1856 in a nearby lake that could validate <laughs> that oversized seals were common in the lakes of the highlands. Um, eels sometimes are known to jump out of the water as well. What? Never heard so, of that. I never either, Matt, but we got, I mean, think about, you know, they, we got Asian carp that they don't, well, invasive carp, like silver carp. They jump, but they don't jump in their prior habitat. That's fair. Like anomaly. Right, that's fine. I guess Boom. it's true. So, Matt, from Kelpies, dead walruses, hoaxes, 24-year search expeditions, possible extra-large size eels. There is still fascination that still exists around the Loch Ness Monsters. To conclude, most possible, in my opinion, explanation for this, um, the Loch Ness Monster, tourist stunt. I mean, yeah, is, obviously. Yeah. But also, old sharks. Yeah. But it is estimated that Nessie fever adds $54 million to the Scotland economy yearly. What? On average, a seven-day trip for two in the area will cost you $2,700. So this is a nice 100-year boost cow. to the local businesses around Loch Ness. Um, and a great example, example that fascination plays. Um, maybe in the next hundred years, will give us answers to what millions are searching for for decades. Fifty-four million dollars in the economy. I am really getting interested in the tourist stunts, my friend. Like I'm really. This I'm, is like, yeah. I'm going to write a business plan. You know, you got like the big ball of yarn, the <laughs> corn palace. Yeah. I was like, why not something just obnoxious over here? I mean, we did. I, I did that podcast with the crazy water not too long ago, the crazy well. I'm sure that's not $54 million, but. I think like people are aboard. Give them something to think about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. That being said, if you gave me the choice between a giant ball of yarn or possibly maybe seeing a sea monster mm-hmm. i'm gonna go for the sea monster i think it's like i think it's like santa right where it's like you know when you're younger you're like <laughs> dude you're like some people are hardcore believers and people are like it's okay it's okay you know what i'm saying like i think that's that's great and like 
Dude, it stimulates the economy. It gets the brain going. Now, when an individual Probably. spends like 24 years yeah. around the lake, someone should have been like, hey, buddy. Um, it's like Santa, right? If you had a 24-year-old who was like, Santa's real. Um, I don't understand, I Riley. No what are listening. you What are you insinuating right now? I don't understand. Are you saying Santa's not real? I don't get it. This isn't not very funny. what I'm saying. You said that. <laughs> But anyways, that is all I got. I like this one. This was this was fun. I got to turn my brain off a little bit. Turn your um, brain off. I liked it. This was good. Nice job, Riley. Anything else to add on top of that? Six pages of messy research I did. Yeah, that's impressive. If you, I would not have guessed that. There were so many just hearsay nonsense reports that I. Yeah. So didn't maybe that's expect. the best way to like follow up. If someone was like, "Why didn't he get into more detail?" That's all the detail that was out there, everyone, okay? <laughs> it's just reports and hearsay. Um, I mean, yeah, it's I not know, real, maybe... of course. What do you expect? Well, I don't know. Like... I feel like <laughs> if we're comparing Nessie with Sasquatch, I feel like those Sasquatchians are, like, more organized, you know what I'm saying? And they have, like, better documentation. And they have, like, like, like uh, what, what do they always do? They have sound clips, you know, of stuff in, the, like, the middle of the night, like, yeah. It's like, dude. <laughs> All we got is blurry photos. <laughs> no, and sonar. And the sonar. Yeah, that sonar crap. Probably just a school of fish, honestly. That's what they thought. Yeah. And um, again, is it really following you if it's almost a football field and a half away? Well, if it's a monster and it's hunting your boat, yeah. And then it's trying to get enough speed to swallow your entire boat. Absolutely it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to calculate its proper trajectory. Oh my God. Have you not seen Jaws, Riley? I don't know. I just, I know that when they hand out like cease and desist letters, like it doesn't say football <laughs> field and a half away. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like. If you're far enough to still be complying with a restraining order, are you actually following Restraining! Something? That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Nessie doesn't know restraining distances. <laughs> that uh, that's pretty okay. good. All right. Nice job, man. I'll right. see you next week. All right. We'll see ya. That's pretty good. <laughs>